You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic with Dr. Heidi, a toxic relationship specialist. Here, we bring hope, healing, and freedom to those who have been affected by toxic relationships and emotional abuse. Learn to not only recognize a red flag when you see one, but have the courage to choose yourself and move forward in a life that's free from toxic control of others. Living in an environment that's not healthy for you can cause this type of abuse to be accepted as normal. The truth is, it's not normal. It's toxic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, Rid Your Life of Toxic People. And I, of course, am your host, Dr. Heidi. Today, I have a super exciting topic that a lot of you have been waiting for. And I'm not going to lie. I keep slipping it to the bottom of the list because honestly, for the first time in her life, Dr. Heidi doesn't know how to answer this question. Um, I talk about toxic relationships all the time. Uh, we know that life in a toxic relationship affects the entire life you have after the toxic relationship. And you get to be the one who chooses whether it affects the rest of your life positively or whether it affects your life, the rest of your life, life negatively. And you all know that I am a huge forward motion person. There comes a point in a toxic relationship when you have to go, okay, that's enough. We're not talking about them anymore. We're not dwelling on it anymore. We are moving on with the life that we were intended to live. And here we go. Um, you've also heard me say occasionally, you know, it's really frustrating when people just say, you just have to love yourself more or one day at a time. Like those phrases don't help a whole lot after you've heard them a thousand times. What, what I want to be able to make sure I provide for you guys is forward steps. I know that when you're in a toxic relationship, you are very used to operating off of a list, whether a toxic person gives you a list or whether you're hard enough on yourself that you have a list every day. So it's easy for you guys to go, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. It's the best type of audience to have, because if you've ever had teenage kids, that's not the type of audience. They don't want to listen to anything you say. Um, but we also, because we know that there is life after a toxic relationship, Many of you listeners have emailed me about how do I step back into the dating world when I don't trust anybody out there, I don't trust myself, and I have no idea how to do this. Uh, today, I have a special guest and a big welcome to Kimmy Seltzer. Kim, are you here? I am here. Hello. Yay. This is all of you's lifeline to the dating world. So <laughs> I, I was talking to Kim before we got on the call. I have to admit to you guys, when you ask me what to do about dating, I never had to do it. I, I really met the man that I'm married to now shortly after I had gotten out of a toxic relationship. So I never re-entered the dating scene. So when you guys ask me that question, I'm like, uh, even though I joke that I make things up a lot, I am at a loss when it comes to this. So rather than me reading her bio, which is huge, by the way, because it's laying in front of me, I'm actually going to let Kim just tell us a little bit about what she does 
and then we'll lead into a little bit about how how you guys can take the steps in the right direction when you re-enter the dating scene. So Kim, tell us a little bit about you and how you got to where you are and what your passion is. Yeah, I'm so glad you're not reading my bio, by the way, because I always I always laugh and kind of chuckle when I hear it being played back <laughs> at me because I honestly, the real reason why I got into all of this is because of my own story, is because of my own transformation, which I definitely want to share. Um, you know, my career has taken a lot of twists and turns. I, I mean, I'm trained as a therapist um, and I, I did that for many, many years. And then I got into the coaching and image consulting fields and kind of put it all together to land where I am now and really do like a holistic view of how, how people need strategies, what needs to kind of put in place to make someone feel whole either again, or for the first time ever. And, um, I guess I'll start from my story because it really did impact the way that I work now. I mean, rewinding time. Oh my God. God, I want to say this has got to be about 17 years ago. I mean, I was this good girl from Chicago. I, I'm still from Chicago and a good girl, but you get my point. I live in LA now. So people have all these like associations of LA girls. Um, but I lived a very traditional life. I practiced as a therapist. I was married at the time. I had the picket fence, the kids, the dog, still have the kids. Thank goodness. But you see where the story is going. And so, <laughs> right. And I myself didn't realize, talk about toxic relationships. I didn't realize I was in one quite honestly. And it wasn't until we all picked up and, and moved across the country to La La Land here where we landed when everything just kind of fell apart. And I always joke, we do what all the other people here do. We get a divorce. I'm joking, obviously issues going on in this fairy tale, but honestly, like when you are removed from this kind of, um, environment that you're so used to, I think it just amplifies things. It puts a flashlight on stuff. And I, that's uh, obviously what happened, but here I was, um, a therapist. <laughs> I, I want to mention, did I mention that I was a therapist? So, cause here's the thing, like, I felt like I should have known better. I know. At the right. And I, I was left with this, like the record kind of stopped my traditional life as I knew it completely shattered. And I'm looking at myself in the mirror at this very sad, frumpy mom with ginormous black clothes. I still, I still had the nursing bras on. Okay. I was not nursing any longer. That's because <laughs> they're too expensive to go buy new ones. Right. I know they were expensive, but I have to say they're, they weren't sexy. Okay. Like right. I, I did not look dateable nor at, I mean, nor did I want to, I didn't realize that at the time, but I, up until this point, and this is really important to the story and how I practice now, and you kind of set that up actually with your intro, is that I used to work from the inside out. I believed they had to do all this inner work and make some internal shifts and changes to kind of get past your fears and get what you want. Well, that didn't work for me because <laughs> here I was, a therapist. I had all this um, support system. I went through, you know, therapy myself, but I still wasn't taking action to your point. And 
that whole notion, oh, just love yourself was not friggin' working for me. You know, like I couldn't love myself. I'd look in the mirror and I'm seeing this horrendous person in front of me. So what does a girl do when nothing fits her and she's feeling like crapola? I go shopping. That's what I do. Yep. Shopping therapy. So I, I go and I'm like, you know, I'm going to get some new stuff. And I think I'm up-leveling myself by getting, you know, some new clothes. No, I'm doing the same thing I'm doing all the time. I get black clothes. I have them all in my hands and they're like three sizes too big for me. And this personal shopper, she comes up to me and says, ma'am, I think you should try this on. And she holds up this red dress that looks like three sizes too small for me. And I said, that's really sweet of you, but that's not my size. And it's really not my color. And she says, honey, it is your size. It is your color. Try it on. And I kid you not, it was like, she hit me over the head with that red dress. I call it my red dress moment. And when I came I to love that, yeah, it was like, I, I decided, you know what? She's right. I got to do something different. Like it's, this isn't just about, Oh, love yourself. Right. And so I put, I, I put on the red dress, I twirl around like Cinderella and I look in the mirror and I couldn't believe what I saw. It was like, I saw this princess before me and I bought that that costume that day. I call it a costume because I still didn't believe it, but I needed to wear it out into the world and marinate in it. And all of this magic started happening and you'll read my bio to see, but it, it was like new suitors began to come my way. New opportunity was knocking on my door. Really realized there was a symbiotic relationship between the outer and the inner. And this is kind of the, where every, my new business and how I practice today was born. And now instead of working in the inside out, I kind of flipped the script and I work from the outside in because it, I, I recognized that it was the quickest gateway into my confidence where I was collecting evidence. I was putting myself in action which motivated me and validated me to feel better about myself, to express myself more. And of course, you know, all this other stuff along the way that does take work, but I see now with all the clients that I work with and I work with both men and women that when they have something on the outside that they're shifting and either it's in their body language language, what they're wearing, how they flirt, the messages that they send to the world, it impacts how they're perceived. And then that impacts how people move. So the foundation of which I work, my formula is called the charisma quotient. And that's the name of my podcast, which Dr. Heidi was on. So you have to check that out. Um, And there are three pillars that I help people with. And the first one being is raising people's style intelligence. That is the outside stuff, how people market themselves. And then I go inward and I'm still obviously a therapist by training and work on people with their emotional intelligence, how, how they express themselves, they manage emotions. And when it comes to toxic relationship, that piece is really crucial and having people maybe find their voice again, or for the first time ever, and how they're able to be authentically them. And then I move into the third pillar, which is social intelligence. And yes, that includes flirting. So flirting is a part of my practice. <laughs> I do flirt workshops. I used to do wing gal sessions. Be, oh, how fun. Yeah. Where I go out with people and I, I help them, you know, meet out in the real world. 
And I feel like with all of those three components, it's looking at people as a big puzzle. And it's like, all right, where are the pieces that are missing and plugging in strategies to help people, you know, get the results. So now I call myself a confidence therapist and an authentic dating strategist where I infuse kind of these style, emotional and social intelligence into people's lives. I love it. I love it. I'm taking notes, by the way, you should know that. (laughs) Learning all this stuff. So So one thing that you did say earlier, and I want to ask, you said that you were a digit, what did you tell me? What did you say about digital, like image? Image Image consultant? Yes. What is that? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get the big picture. Oh yeah. An image consultant. I'm sometimes people use stylist interchangeably. Um, but what an image consultant does is help people with their clothing, their wardrobe, their style, and, you know, kind of the way that, you know, you market yourself. So for me, it's a big part of my practice. And if you're putting an online profile up, which nowadays you have to, and we can talk about that in a bit, but you know, the way you market yourself and how you show up in your sexy style and your wardrobe is huge. And I think is often overlooked, especially in the helping industry. And, you know, sometimes people will say, oh, well, you know, Kim, that's so superficial. Like if a man doesn't me from forget them. And, you know, so here's what I want to say, first and foremost, is that it's not about changing who you are. It's about marketing yourself so someone gets to know who you are. And there's all this research. This isn't just some airy-fairy kind of stuff. That what you wear, what you put on your body, how you move in it, meaning your body language, is almost more important in that first impression stage, especially when you're going out and dating, and also how you feel about yourself, than anything Body language is 93% of communication. Like that's crazy. (laughs) So, so so who is, who is the person that's looking for you? Because I'm just kind of going off of where I would have been, Mm. um, you know, eight, nine years ago, if somebody would have said, oh, you should talk to this lady about this. I would have, I would have been very apprehensive because I would have thought, well, that's way over my head. Like that's way too big for me. That's way too big a step. So Who is it that comes to you? What does that person look like? It's, it's a lot of different people. Um, I I mean, I'm lucky in that I I work, you know, with all different ages, Um, being a therapist as well. I kind of start where people are, you know, like in their kind of journey. Right. And so one of the first things that I do when I work with people is to get a good history and find out kind of, you know, their upbringing, where they come from, the patterns that have gotten created. And, and then I can kind of see where people need help. I mean, there's you can kind of meet them where they're at. Totally. I mean, I'll give you a, for instance, like there was a woman who came to me for dating coaching. She's like, you know, Kim, I have a really hard time meeting men. It's been a long time and I don't need help with my clothes, but I really do need your help with, you know, just dating in general. I said, great. I said, well, let's, you know, she came and she did an intensive with me. So we met and I took one look at her. I said, look, I'm happy to help you, but we need to do something about your, (laughs) she's like, what? I have really expensive clothes. I don't, I I didn't think that that was something I needed, but when she showed up, she was in this like 
like cocoon, this black shawl that was, was wrapped around her. I was just going to say, was it something that looked like a black poncho? Because we hide. Yes, we, we do. We hide in, in shawls and ponchos and scarves. And so I would. Well, absolutely. And here, and I'll throw myself under the bus before I move on with this story in that I realized, I didn't tell this in my story, but I realized that my black clothes was my cloak. It was to keep me invisible from those aliens called men because I was scared. I didn't want to get hurt again. And like you talk often about trust, like I didn't trust myself with these aliens. I didn't know what to do. And so, yeah, it was to, to keep me invisible. And I think that's why I love the clothes so much is that it gives people practice at being seen. And especially if your light has been dimmed and your voice has been shut down, one of the most beautiful metamorphosis that you could do for yourself is, is to get out of your cocoon. And whether that's metaphorically or like literally, literally, but in this case, it was literal. So going back to the story of this woman, she had all these like beige clothes on. It was not like a sexy look. And then, yeah, this black shawl. And I said, look, I want you to do one thing for me. We're going to go shopping. So just, you know, FYI. And I, I said, but, but I just want you to start with one thing. I want you to wear this red lipstick and I want you to go out into the world and not wear that poncho or shawl, whatever it was. <laughs> and I said, and just report back to me what happened. And so you ask about like how it can be overwhelming starting small. I, I believe in starting small, but what happens when you start small is there's a domino effect that happens. And that's why I encourage at least one little thing to start with. So I started, she started with that and she came back after a week and she goes, oh my gosh, Kim. I said, what happened? She's like that magic red bullet. I said, what happened? She said, well, I did what you said. And I can't believe it. Like all these men started talking to me, like in the restaurants, uh, you know, on the subway and like it, and so she gave her confidence to talk back with them. And this was an extremely shy person. And what she realized that day, you know, was that that red lipstick kind of was a signal. It was a like a beacon <laughs> that was being sent right. out to the men. And it gave her, the, again, that symbiotic relationship with the confidence. It, it gave her that confidence because men were, were liking what they saw just with the red lipstick. And the end of the story is, is that this woman became, I, like I seriously created a monster. We went shopping and we got all these like beautiful, colorful clothes and she looked fabulous and sexy. And if you go to my site, seltzerstyle.com, like you'll see, I have a ton of before and after pictures. And what's fascinating to me and what happened to her is that the clothes you wear really impacts the attitude that you have. And so like, mm -hmm. you know, just the, the, the proud kind of body stature that you, I could see from her. And she started attracting all these men in her life and she ended up with a boyfriend and it started with the magic red bullet is my Well, point. I'm excited so because <laughs> I just ordered red lipstick today. Oh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and even if you're married or you're coupled, I always say, and this is a whole other podcast is never forget to date your partner. So right. yeah, like, you know, these things really do matter. And, and it is also such a beautiful way of helping women feel sexy again, because if you're coming out of a toxic relationship, and I know this was true for me, and I see so many of my clients, you're just not feeling good about yourself and you almost like lose yourself. And so 
what the, the, the wardrobe piece creates is a costume into your sexy confidence. And so it's one of the first things that I love working with women on. Um, you know, I teach them how, first of all, it's not, me just throwing cookie cutter styles at people. You know, I am very scientific in the way I approach clothes and I teach people about their body type mm-hmm. and that's just measuring themselves so that they know what clothes flatter that figure and what clothes to stay away from. I even have um, a freestyle guide that I can give your listeners at the end if, if, if yes, that that's interesting to you guys. But yeah, that is something that is tangible. Cause like what you said in the beginning, when you are coming out of the fog, I'll just say that you just need something to hang on to. You need something that is like something you can see and there's evidence of change. And that's what I think like my red dress moment and what my clients experience is that they see in front of them, the change. And that's a mood lifter, you know, that, that is a confidence booster. And, you know, coming out of toxic relationships also change is very fearful to us, you know, when yes. you first, so, yes. so starting small, it almost has to be starting small because too much change is just way too overwhelming. So I love the red lipstick thing and the piece, oh, yeah. you know, the piece I, by piece adding, you know, the, as the confidence grows, the change grows. But you know, what's interesting, Dr. Heidi, is that a lot of times people will say that to me. It's like, oh, I'm really too scared. Oh, that's overwhelming. Oh, I can't do that. But when, when you have a plan and you start with one thing, it does catapult and accelerate things into like the next phase. You know, I just worked with somebody who hadn't dated in a very, very long time. And she was so scared to put up that profile, but it was such a um, launch for her, for herself, right? And so even the preparation for it, getting new clothes, taking photos, you know, getting her hair done, her makeup done, and then having these beautiful photos of her and then putting herself on the website. She even said to me, she's like, Kim, I can't believe I'm doing this already. Like the thought of that was so scary. But when you do it step-by-step, there's energy, that's behind it. And that's why I like it. Yes. And don't you think, you know, because like, like on the, on the days that I am walking someone out of a toxic relationship and, and, you know, we make a safety plan and we make an exit strategy and because the day that they do that, they're very high anxiety. So you have to have a plan so you can fall back Mm -hmm. on all I have to do is follow the plan. So a lot of them probably love that you've got a plan laid out because we don't like we don't like the fear of the what ifs and we don't like the fear of the unknown. So when you can show them a plan that starts with the style and then goes into the emotional and then moves into the social aspect, that is something that they can see is strategy right in front of them rather than just throwing a bunch of crap out there and hoping something sticks. Well, it's true because when you're, what we know about toxic relationships, I know you speak to this, is that it creates uncertainty. You never know when the ball's going to drop. You know, all, all you know is that it's unpredictable. Like that's what you know. Right. <laughs> you can predict the unpredictable, you know? And so when you have something that's actually predictable, it does decrease the anxiety quite a bit. And um, yeah, like one of, I, I, and you know, I see this showing up a lot. There's like anxious attachment styles that I see often um, that either will come out of toxic relationships, 
you know, for the first time, like sometimes it can be situational or something that they've grappled with, you know, their whole life, but having that certainty and, and just something that's also positive is really important because that's the other thing about the makeover stuff. And especially as a woman, I mean, come on, when you're having a good hair day, it's a good day. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like getting your nails done. It's, it's nice. You know, it, it, it does make a difference. And there's even, um, been studies on this. And do you know that the brain you, I, maybe as a doctor, you, you learn this, but there, there are shifts that go on in the brain and they coined the term enclosed cognitive where when you wear something, it impacts the chemistry of the brain. And they found that performance goes up. Well, and that has to be true because I, the for when I first started public speaking, of course, I was very nervous because I'm not a trained public speaker. I'm just a lady that talks a lot. And so <laughs> I started wearing my cowboy boots because they gave me a completely different sense of confidence. And of course, mm-hmm. now, of course, now I have to continue that. So I always wear my cowboy boots because now it kind of, it goes with it. But, but you're exactly right. Because when I had my boots on, it was a completely different feeling than when I did not have my boots on. It's, it's very true. And, and the other thing that we know about first impressions is that there's two things that fire in the brain when people are meeting you for the first time. And by the way, this is online photos as well, because first impressions now, and this is crazy. I can't believe this. It's seven seconds. It used to be 30 seconds. Like I think a year or two ago. And I think, you know, for you all listening and trying to dabble into the dating apps, I think, you know, Bumble and Tinder are probably a part of that seven seconds. It's probably even quicker. But, but the two things that fire in the brain are number one, the you wear, and number two, your attitude. So when I'm teaching women about photos, um, how they move in the, in the world, how they flirt, all of those things, body language is huge you know, making eye contact, there is something called the resting bitch face and it's real. Let me tell you people, I've seen it. I've, (laughs) I'm trying to eradicate it one woman at a time, but it's real. And, and it's even just getting women used to making eye contact after being in an abusive relationship. Like that's a big step, yeah. but also an important one. You know what I mean? And so learning how to take in attention through eye contact with men can be very empowering and knowing for, you know, for maybe the first time or in a long time that they're attractive Yeah. I remember, you know, when I left, I realized I looked at the ground all the time, all the time. So yeah, that, that is huge. So, so what are some things for the listeners that are, are just really trying to dip their toe in? What are a few things that you could suggest that they start with, you know, a few tips with venturing out into dating again? Yeah. You know, first of all, I would say is to take a look at your wardrobe. I mean, it's, it literally is the easiest thing you could do and the safest, (laughs) right? Like do a, do a closet audit. And I have a formula, I call it the three C's where all of you can do this right now. You know, take a look at your clothes and say, 
all right, what is it about my wardrobe that I like and that I don't like using the three C's? The first C being the cut of the clothes. Like, does the cut of your clothes flatter your figure or is it hiding it? And do you know your body type? Like I download my body type guide. Like it's super easy to measure yourself. It says, by the way, nothing to do with your weight and it just has to do with your bone structure. And once you know your body type, you know exactly what to put on your body and that increases your confidence in your clothes. The second C is color. You heard my red dress story. Color is super important when it comes to attraction. I will just say that- that says that, you know, if you have red on that men will click on your profile right away. Mm. And so red and, oh, and hot pink is also something very attractive. And again, there's scientific proof behind that as well, because, um, there's a subliminal message or signal that sends out about fertility. So that was what they found in the research. Um, and then if you don't have any color, like that's the easiest thing you could do. Like, what would it be like to get one piece of like a bright red top or dress and walk out into the world like I did and just notice who's noticing you, right? And the third C is confidence clothing. You know, I always say that there's something in your closet that you feel really good about. And what is it about that outfit that makes you feel fabulous? Is it something that you get complimented in? Do you like the feel of the fabric? Like, what is it? And so just doing the closet audit and taking a look at your clothes is a great way of getting started. And then, you know, I look at the other two pillars in, in terms of the emotional intelligence. If you're a people pleaser and you are an over caretaker, as I call it, or helper, mm-hmm what can you do to practice receiving? Because you're constantly giving, giving, giving. Like, what would it be like for a guy to just buy you a drink? What if you went to the bar and not quickly buy yourself a drink, but you waited and made a connection with a guy and allowed that to happen from him? You know, it's just these little things or allowing a guy to open a door for you. It's not that you can't do it. That's not the, that's not the point. Of course you can right. do it. Right. And so practice receiving or saying no, you know, putting boundaries around it, that those are super important. And then the third pillar, which is the flirting. Yeah. Like any kind of body language where you can just go out and practice. And I don't know, this is being aired during COVID right now. So, I don't right. know, you know, we all have the masks on, I'm calling it the new masquerade, honestly, is that it's almost a little mysterious. Like, it's kind of fun. Like who's behind the mask? If you think about it, where, what if you made eye contact while you were in the grocery store, what would that be like? And just getting used to being seen and receiving that. And, and being okay with being seen and not That's immediately right. go into the, you know, self-confidence black hole. Well, yeah. And I like to gamify things because to your point, I think there's a lot of fears that come up and, and I think people get in their head a lot and I like to take it out of the heads and more into the present and make it a game. So it's like, just start small say, okay, I'm going to make eye contact with two men this week and then see if you can up it, you know, the next Mm -hmm. week, try three, you know, then say, okay, now I'm going to talk to five. I'm going to make eye contact with five men and then actually say hi, <laughs> you know? And if you do it like that in these little baby steps, 
usually what happens if there's momentum and guidance behind it, you, you actually go farther than you think. And each time it gets easier. And each time with the challenge, you want to be challenged more. That's right. Because let me tell you the worst thing. And I know this was true for me is to stay stagnant is to not move, to be in your head, analysis paralysis. Like Mm -hmm. this is why I don't practice as a traditional therapist anymore, because I think most people now are pretty savvy. They kind of know their issues, but it's more the how-to, like now what? Yes. It's the action plan, right? Yes, give me some action points. Give me something to do to move. But you know, when you don't know what to do, it's so scary to move. Yes, I have been there. So if- if people want to find you after listening to this fabulous new instruction manual for dating, how would they find you? Yeah. The easiest is to go to my site, seltzerstyle.com. You can also find me, kimmyseltzer.com. The, the URLs point to each other. So it's easy to remember. Um, and then of course my podcast, the charisma quotient, and I'm all over every platform mm-hmm. and I'll definitely um, give you the style guide. That's the easiest way to just download it. And you can be in my community. And I also have um, a Facebook group for women as well. If you're looking to get out there and it's all about dating and relating. I'm excited about the three C's and the style guide. Yeah. It's such a like easy way to get started. And you know, what's also super fun is that if you um, are looking to take it to the next step, I do these virtual makeovers and it's just a one hour video session where I teach you about your body type. I create a virtual closet and I go virtual shopping with you and I pick out outfits for your dating looks and, and all of that, and even help you with your online profile. So if you're interested in that, definitely get a hold of me. And, we'll and so that's, and that they can get all of that just by going to your website. Definitely. Yeah. You can get that information and obviously you could email me or just, um, at Kimmy Seltzer is my handle on all the social medias. So, you know, if you're more of a social media person, I'm there too. Perfect. Well, I would not be surprised if you don't have a few people reach out for as many people as has wanted this topic on the podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I feel like I need, I feel like I need to have a personal shopper day with Kimmy Seltzer. (laughs) <laughs> we can make that happen, but maybe wait a little bit till COVID lifts. Right. I we feel can like, still I do feel it, like, but I yeah. feel like I'd be the one that would go, I don't need help with clothes. And then you would look at me and go, Oh, honey. <laughs> you know what? We all need a little lift me up too. And sometimes we can't see ourselves. I mean, that's what the fun part is. It could be just like one tweak where you throw on a leather jacket and it completely changes your sex appeal, you know? And that's the fun part is I like sh- starting with what you have and shopping your closet and enhancing it. But again, you know, we're talking about the dating thing and, and attracting other people to us, but really the bottom line is growing your confidence. Like, yeah. For- whose confidence doesn't grow when they throw a leather jacket on? Oh my God. And I've endless stories of that too, both from men and women. And you're right. And that's why I call myself a confidence therapist now, because all the things that we're talking about, it really boils down to how we feel about ourselves and having the confidence to go after what we want. Well, I am excited. And if any of you missed how to get a hold of her, you know how to get a hold of me and I can get a hold of her easily for you. So thank you. Your people will call my people. (laughs) Yes, those types of things. Um, But thank you again for being here. I know we've been trying to get this done and with schedules, it's just been crazy. So I really appreciate your time. And I'm certain that my listeners do too. Um, Maybe we'll have to set up another podcast at some point in the future. 
Oh, I would love that. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, you're welcome. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. If your life is being affected by a toxic relationship, visit coachingwithdrheidi.com and take our free toxicity profile analysis or schedule a personalized consultation with Dr. Heidi. You can also follow us on Instagram at coachingwithdrheidi or join our private Facebook group at Strength Within. Take your first step to freedom today. And remember, it's not normal, it's toxic. Oh, 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 oh,